Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. From one side of the ring to the other, but from a virtual side, this man with a record of 21 wins, just one defeat. He is the former IBF super middleweight champion of the world. He will be colliding against Anthony Durrell in Brooklyn at Barclays Center. He had three successful title defenses representing Ashland City, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville, not training and living in Las Vegas, he had a star-making performance by dethroning Jose Luis Uscataki, coming to the ring after a valiant effort in a losing cause against Canelo Alvarez in an undisputed super middleweight title matchup last November. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the returning Caleb Platt. Caleb, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Appreciate y'all having me. Caleb, first of all, I want to ask you, I know you just released it on your social media, uh, you got new, uh, you, you got new fight swag and everything for fight week. Uh, you know, I, I saw the new merchandise that's out, getting ready for fight week, and I know that fashion is something that you're very passionate about. Uh, yeah, we got some new merch we're putting out, a different style, um, tees and hats and stuff like that. So I definitely encourage you know everybody um, who wants some to you know head to my website, make sure you grab it before the fight, make sure you can get swagged up before you know the bell rings, so you can be in full support. One thing about it, I have to congratulate you on your three-year wedding anniversary. Your lovely wife, Jordan Plant, I mentioned that on social media today. Um, the journey with you and your wife, because I've known you guys for a long time. Yeah. You know, literally, I, I remember when you guys first you know, became a couple and you were blossoming as a contender. But now where you're at at this stage of your life and your career, what has that been like? Um, yeah, you know, it's been nice to have. You know, um, a woman and a wife like Jordan who's been in such full support of my career. And, um, you know, it makes it makes it easy on me to win. You know, I got to lock in and, and be fully committed to what I got to be committed to, to, you know, keep this whole thing going and, and keep my dream alive that I've had, you know, since a kid. So, you know, I'm in a blessed position, you know, to, to be an athlete with such a supportive wife and someone who understands boxing. I mean, she knows she really knows the ins and outs of boxing. She, she's a student of the game as well. 
And um, she's around boxing so much, whether it be my sparring or training or riding, you know, in the trenches with me that, you know, she really knows what's going on. So, um, you know, I'm in a good position. You have a genuine love for the sport of boxing. You always have. I mean, I'm looking right now at your background and you live in an amazing place. But one thing about you is I feel like your hunger has never gone anywhere. I almost feel like you're hungrier now than what you were when you were a contender now you get all this wealth and you got, you know, I know you love your low riders and you love your vintage car collection, got a beautiful family, but where does that hunger come from, Caleb? Um, I think just keeping the, the priorities, the priority and that, you know, for me, boxing has never been about to be like, um, you know, the most famous or so that I could have a, you know, a big house or, or nice cars or stuff like that. Obviously, you know, I have those things and I wanted those things, but that was never the main goal. The main goal was to be, you know, one of the greatest of all time or one of the greatest of my era or, you know, the goal is to be both. And um, regardless of what I obtain, you know, regardless of what I have, you know, I still keep the mentality of repping the have nots. And, um, you know, I've never, I've never lost touch of that. So I keep what's important, important. And that's, you know, to be, to become and retire as one of the greatest of all time and one of the greatest of this era. And you can't do that by getting caught up in, you know, a house or a car or a watch, you know, at the end of the day, those things, those things are nice to have, but that's not really what's important. And so, you know, I've been blessed to keep that mentality and people around me, you know, a good, you know, raising by my father to, um, you know, just keep, keep, keep what's important important and at the end of the day those things could never trump you know greatness so my final question to you before i turn it over to the media is it's clear that anthony durrell doesn't like you for you with this particular opponent is it just business or is it to where there's a little extra something that you want to prove to him or you want to do to him on october 15th at barclay center in brooklyn um, I mean, you know, he can feel how, how he wants that he's not going to do anything on fight night about it. You know, he, he, he's the dog, but he sells a lot of wolf tickets. He wolfs a whole lot. He did the same thing with Badu Jack, you know, especially at their weigh-in when he was trying to run down on him and then talking about he was going to beat him up at the weigh-in. You know, he, he done the same thing with Yildirim. He, he does it to everybody where he wolfs a whole lot because he's a puppy dog, but then he don't really follow through. So I think he's just trying to hype himself up and sell wolf tickets. But come fight night, I'm gonna put a vicious ass whooping on him, and that's not to make the to sell tickets or to sound you know to sound good. You know, I'm I'm gonna teach him a life lesson. All right. With that being said, I'm gonna turn it over to Andrew Roberts, our one of the members of our fine PR staff. I know the media has questions for the former IBF super middleweight champion of the world, Kayla Plant. By all means, when we call upon you, unmute yourself and ask your questions to Kayla Plant. Andrew, thanks, right. Our first question is going to come from Lohan Shaw with Behind the Gloves. Bo, please unmute yourself when you can ask a question. Hi, Caleb. Um, first, I want to say congratulations to you and Jordan on the birth of your baby. Um, I also wanted to ask you, what valuable lessons did you take away from your fight with Canelo that you're going to carry into the ring on October 15th? Well, um... I think the biggest thing that I can take is just the ex experience in general. You know, the experience isn't something that you can buy. You know, you can't, you got to go through it to get it. And, um, you know, I did that. And I did that with a lot of success against Canelo. You know, obviously I came up short and um, there's no excuses there. 
um, I got on my team uh, shortly after and, um, you know, we got right back to in the gym and started working on things. And so just the experience, you know, I've headlined Fox shows. I'm not headlining this one, but I've headlined other Fox shows. So the media obligations, you know, I never felt like I was out of my depth with the media that we had to do or e even the fight, even the, you know, I felt like I handled the crowd well, but just being able to take that experience with me into these other big fights moving forward, you know, that's, um, that's priceless. So. Yeah, and do you feel like this fight will go the distance, or are you pretty confident that you are going to um, stop it before the final bell? Um, you know, I'm just going in there focused, and, um, you know, we have a game plan, and, uh, you know, we're going to get the job done in fashion, and whether that's stopping him, whether that's, uh, you know, just putting a vicious ass whooping on him for 12 rounds, whatever it may be, you know, we got a game plan, we're going to stick to it, and um, regardless, I'm going to be getting my hand raised in fashion, so... All right, thank you, Caleb. You have questions from the media, by all means, oh. raise your hand and then go ahead and we will call upon you. Back oh, to you, Andrew. Sorry about, sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, apologies. Uh, James, you have the floor. Gotcha. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, for Caleb, uh, you said that you feel like you're living rent-free in his head and that he has a top-quality opponent in front of him and someone that he can't mess with. Um, is, like, the back-and-forth between you and Anthony kind of like a grudge match? As you said, like you said, you want to whip him, and on his side, he said that he wants to, you know, blank you up. So how does that, like, you know, tension between you and uh, Anthony Durrell, like, how you feel about that? I mean, I really don't feel no type of way about it. So, um, again, like I said, he can say what he wants to say. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure if you heard me, you know, say this shortly ago, but he sells a lot of wolf tickets and he barks a whole lot. But his bite ain't near what his bark is. And, you know, his whole team, the same dude, been barking right beside him for the last, you know, seven years. And he's never had one successful title defense. So, you know, in, um, in his last fight, he knocked out Andrew Hernandez. But Andrew Hernandez is a blown-up middleweight who is getting stopped at 154 pounds. So if you're getting stopped at 154 pounds, you know what I'm saying? He's not – no, we're not even in the same galaxy with the guy that he knocked out. Before that, he had a draw with Kyron, who's a good fighter, but he fights at middleweight. Before that, he had a fight with Yildrum. And really, people thought Yildrum won the fight. He winds up getting the fight with Canelo, becoming the mandatory before Darrell, but Darrell won the fight. So how does that make sense? Because Yildrum, he should have got his hand raised. So before that, he's getting beat up by Davidson. The, the list goes on and on. He barks a lot like he's going to beat me up or knock me out. But when's the last time he beat a super middleweight? So, gotcha. I mean. Gotcha. I feel you. I feel you there. Uh, like going into your uh, training camp, like how uh, comfortable have you been over the course of this particular training camp, you know, coming back off of, you know, just being uh, having a break for a good little while? Um, well, again, you know, there's been a break with me being um, in the ring and fighting. But shortly after the Canelo fight, you know, we got right back to work and um, I've been having a lot of fun in the gym. Um, it's been some of the most fun I've had. This has been some of the not some of, but this has been the best quality of sparring that I've ever had in a camp and the most success that I've had in sparring in a camp. I, I've sparred a lot of, um, you know, top people. I've sparred Carlos Adamas. I sparred Shane Mosley Jr. I've sparred um, Amari Jones, uh, who's a middleweight with, uh, he's with Devin's camp. Um, 
who else? Uh, Kyron Davis. I've sparred Kyron Davis. Um, uh, other great fighters, too. So, you know, there's been a lot of um, top-quality sparring. And um, the gym has been fun. Having Bradman on the team with us, Stephen Edwards, along with my dad, has been great chemistry. Real relaxed, easy going. But, um, you know, we've been getting after it. Uh, one more. Like, how has it been uh, having Bradman in your corner for this camp? It's been great. It's been great. Great chemistry. Um, Easy going guy, like I said, but when, you know, we get in the gym, we get to work, it's no bullshit. And that's how my dad, me and my dad like to operate. Um, You know, once we get in the gym, it's time to go to work. It's time to put the hard hat on. So um, we've been having a lot of fun and great great chemistry between him and my dad. And um, we've been getting after it. We've been whooping a lot of ass. All right, great. Thank you, James. Our next question is going to come from Chanel Abdus-Salam with Beatsbox Mayhem. Chanel, if you want to meet yourself, you can ask a question. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Caleb, you mentioned that now that you've gotten that blessing of getting that super fight, getting the financial blessing that comes with it, that you're really focused on making sure that this second half of your career that you go down is not just the top middleweight, maybe one of the greatest uh, super middleweights of all time. What fights do you think you need to get to ensure that you get that Hall of Fame career that you're looking to get? Okay, yeah, and just to, you know, so I can clarify, even the first half of my career or, you know, the beginning of my career since I was a kid, you know, it's never been about being famous or, or, or the money. It's been about the legacy and knowing that if I make the right moves in the ring that everything else will come with it. So I don't need to focus on money or being famous or being, you know, this or that. So, that's been my mentality since the beginning of my career, since I was a kid, along with my father. And, you know, I continue to finish out my career the same way. But, you know, the fights, first things first, that's just handling, you know, getting to your question. First thing first is just handling business on October 15th. You know, um, he is a former two-time world champion. So just, uh, you know, handling this fight, winning in fashion, get my hand raised. That's the first step to you know, moving on to bigger and better and, you know, cement my legacy as one of the greatest super middleweights um, of this era. So, And my last question for you would be, you know, we had Anthony earlier and we were asking him, like, what is the issue that he has with you? He really couldn't name it. He just said that he wanted to really put a hurting on you. From your perspective, do you think it's just simply jealousy, the fact that you mentioned just now that he wanted that Canelo fight, hasn't gotten it, he's gotten that super fight already? Do you think it just stems from professional jealousy as far as how far you've gotten in your career already compared to where he is as an older fighter? Absolutely. I mean, you know, don't say that you're not emotional and then say that you hate me. You know what I'm saying? Or don't say that I'm a nothing or a nobody and then in the same sentence say that you hate me. Because if you hate me, I'm a something and I'm a somebody to you. And, you know, if I was, like he claims, a nothing and a nobody to him, he wouldn't even pay me no mind. You know, he'd be, I'd be like one of the fighters that he fought coming up. He, he wouldn't like me, but he wouldn't have much to say about me. He'd just whip my ass and just, you know, keep on moving about, you know, his career. But that's not what I am to him. And I, I definitely think it stems from a lot of jealousy. You know, I only have 22 fights. But, you know, I've accomplished a lot in boxing. I've been, you know, a PBC prospect. And even though who who cares about that, I'm just saying that's another, you know, feather in my hat. I've I've fought Jose Uskatsugi, who beat up his brother and not stopped his brother twice, you know, with only 17, you know, 16 fights, 17 fights as an underdog. And, you know, 
did what I did against him to become a world champion. I've been someone who's actually had world title defenses multiple times, something he's never done. You know, I put myself, I put myself in position to fight Canelo. And um, you can say, it's, oh, it's just at the right time. Well, it, when, when is it ever the wrong time to, to become a world champion and have a successful title defense? So I put myself in position by being a guy and winning a world title against someone I was an underdog against, against supposed to get knocked out. So how many guys do that? do that in this era so I definitely think you know there's a lot of jealousy there but hey he can be mad he can hate me he can feel however he wants he's not a bully he he likes to act like a bully like I said he, he sells a lot of wolf tickets he's not a bully I don't care where he's from I don't give a fuck about where he's from or what he says or him and his team barking they've been doing that for the last seven years and they're still not where they want to be so don't know that mean nothing to me really all right thank you Ishmael our next question is going to come from Jim Conlon with RCB Radio Sport. Jim, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Hi, uh, Caleb. Uh, Caleb, coming into this fight, you've spoken about your desire for to, for sometime in the future to go up against Canelo again, and you've spoken about if you have to go past uh, Charlo or Benavides to do as well. Anthony Durrell has said he's only solely focused on you. Do you sort of feel that you have any respect for Anthony Durrell that you might be sort of looking past him already? No, absolutely not. And that's why I keep saying I got to focus on the task at hand. Some of you guys who interview me, you ask me what I want to do next or if I want to rematch with Canelo. And instead of just giving you a one word answer, yeah, I'm telling you how I would probably have to go about it to get there. But right now I'm fully focused on the fight in front of me. I'm not overlooking anybody. I've never done that. You know, just because I know I'm going to beat him doesn't mean that I'm looking past him. And so, you know, I, I'm not sure if you've been able to hear the other questions, but I'm solely focused on this fight. And, um, you know, I have long-term goals and I have short-term goals. But the only thing that, you know, the only way you get to your long-term goals is by accomplishing your short-term. And right now, I'm fully focused on October 15th. And finally, for me, Caleb, uh, obviously you're much the younger fighter. Uh, you're only mid-20s, uh, early 30s. You have a good career ahead of you. Uh, Anthony, really, it could be his last chance to get in the big picture. There is a possibility that a victory for you over Anthony Durrell could finish his uh, career this weekend. Yeah, I mean, he he's retired after this. He's done. This is... I'm going to put a vicious ass whooping on him in such a way that he knows that I, I don't want to be a part of this no more. There's no way. This is it for him. He, he's retired after this. He's done. So that's my answer. All right. Thank you, Jim. Uh, as a reminder to any of the media that I have questions for Caleb, please hit that raise hand icon at the bottom of your screen there. Um, our next question is going to come from Todd Back. Todd, please unmute yourself. Hey, Caleb. How's it going today? It's a pleasure speaking with you. What's going on? Hey, man. Uh, so it looks like the sports books and the better, uh, all the, the masters of boxing have you as a massive, heavy, heavy favorite uh, in this fight. I mean, we're talking almost uh, into the Mayweather type of favorite numbers, big money uh, to win a little money. So uh, oddsmakers are really respecting uh, your skill and your resume. Um, and you had just mentioned uh, about – Darrell, how you've done this, but Darrell hasn't and whatnot. But being that he is a former champion and whatnot, uh, where does a win against Darrell stack up against other opponents on your resume? I mean, would you feel like this is a quality win that's that's worthy of a feather in the hat? 
Uh, I feel like this would probably be like my third. I put him behind Canelo, obviously, and then I put him behind yeah. Jose Uscategui as well. Um, Jose Uscategui would have whooped him, probably stopped him. So um, I put him behind those those two guys. But um, as far as importance, I mean, this is probably the most important fight of my life. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, getting a win over former two-time world champion is going to put me right back. You know, I wanted the biggest fight possible coming off of a loss, which doesn't mean the biggest fight that there is, but just the biggest fight possible. And the biggest fight possible was a former two-time world champion. So I'm going to handle my business on October 15th, and then we'll look forward to make bigger and better fights. But right now, I just need to focus on what's in front of me. I got a big task in front of me, and um, I plan on, you know, getting my hand raised in fashion um, in New York. So, All right, perfect. Thank you very much, Todd. Uh, and thank you to all the media that joined us today. That's a wrap on the press questions. And with that, I'll turn it back over to Ray Flores to wrap things up for us. Thank you very much, Andrew. Greatly appreciate it. And Caleb, we appreciate you taking out the time. But, but Caleb, this is the most, um, you know, in, in knowing your career that I have seen you in terms of being so definitive on a particular outcome of a fight. Why is that so? Is it because you just really want to come in and make a statement to the rest of the boxing world or to Anthony Durrell, or is it a combination of both? Um, it's a combination of both, you know, just um, solidifying myself as, uh, you know, a top super middleweight, putting myself back in contention for, you know, whatever's next, and um, just showing him that there, there's nothing he can do, you know, his skills don't match up against my skills. He can't box with me. He doesn't have better footwork than me. He doesn't have faster feet than me. He doesn't have better combinations or faster hands than me. His defense, you name it, you can go down through the list. He's not better than me. And, um, you know, again, one of the gentlemen said, you know, he keeps saying he hates you, but we keep asking him why. He can't really name no reason why. He don't want to name it because he don't want to, you know, admit to the fact that he knows I'm better than him and it's got him uptight, it's got him frustrated. And, uh, you know, why else would he hate me so much? Because, like I've said, you know, multiple other times, he don't even know me, so. Well, Caleb, we appreciate the time finally. What do you want to tell the media and the fans out there as they get ready? In 10 days from now, you'll be stepping inside the ring at Barclays Center for the first time as you take on Anthony Durrell in your WBC Super Middleweight title eliminator on Fox Sports BBC Pay-Per-View. Just to tune in, October 15th, Fox Pay-Per-View. You know, um, it's going to be a great night of boxing with me. Uh, Deontay Wilder, obviously, is the, the main event. Happy to see Wilder back in the mix. Uh, country boy down from Alabama, so I'm happy to see him back in the mix. Got um, Gary Antonio Russell on the card. It's going to be a great night of fights, a great night of boxing, and there's going to be a show, so don't miss out. All right, Cale, greatly appreciate it again. Happy anniversary to you and your lovely wife. We'll see you next week in Brooklyn. Yes, sir. Thank you. Caleb Plant joining us. Thank you so much to the media. We'll see you next week in Brooklyn during Fight Week. Have a great rest of your afternoon, everybody. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button below so that you can receive an alert every time we upload a new video. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.